Welcome to the HR Chat Podcast, bringing the best of the HR and talent communities to you. With so many of us working remotely at the moment, many firms are looking for secure and reliable ways to log their employees in and out and connect hours worked with payroll. In this HR Chat interview, we're going to consider tech available to hold employees accountable to the hours that they're supposed to put in and new ways to connect biometric recognition tools with time and attendance and payroll. Our guest this time is Mohamed Murad, Vice President of Global Sales and Business Development at Iris ID. The tech firm's latest tool, Iris Time, claims to provide a high ROI by eliminating costs associated with administrating and managing punch, barcode, magnetic swipe, or proximity cards and pins. The premise is that the accuracy of the biometric technology ensures the identity of an employee, eliminating the ability of employees to clock in for each other in a costly payroll fraud known as buddy punching. Mohammed, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. This is going to be a great chat, and uh, I've got so many questions for you today. So let's let's jump straight in. Why do you believe that firms should be upgrading to biometrics when it comes to time and attendance solutions? And in addition to that, can can you explain how contactless biometric devices are being used by organizations today? First part of the question, why they want to be upgrading to biometrics. Actually, biometric has been in use for time and attendance in organizations for a very, very long time. So they've been using hand punch readers, fingerprint readers, and other technologies to uh, biometric technologies for time and attendance function. So what we are doing is actually, we are providing a contactless biometric technology, which is far more accurate, um, easy to use, and can accommodate a larger population of users. So where other contact-based biometric technologies may have a limit of a few hundred users to be on each device. And with that, if they wanted to expand the population, they want to use a card, a PIN number. So now you're starting to layer other technologies uh, along with it to be able to identify your employees. The biggest benefit for the contactless from Iris ID, what we provide is to be have a distance between the device and the individual, be able to have a larger population uh, uh, that is uh, the gallery that is sitting on the database that is sitting on the device. So it, 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 it is just basically changing uh, the, the way with new technology and time and attendance. In addition to the iris recognition, the devices that you guys offer, such as iris time time clock, are multimodal, which uh, for our listeners, that, that means providing some facial recognition as well. Uh, in your opinion, Mohammed, what is the benefit of having both iris and face biometrics on a, on a time clock? The iris time clock, uh, we call it as a tag, uh, the clock, the time clock for the modern workforce. Uh, The idea behind that is we want to provide more flexibility and more options to our user base. So if the user base wants to decide to use facial recognition, they have the option to do that. If they want to decide to use iris recognition, they have the option to do that. If they would like to have a combination, which we call a fusion mode, where you can take the facial recognition, iris recognition, and fuse them together to to have better performance or convenience, et cetera, we provide that. 
The benefit for having iris recognition over the facial recognition would be that if you have a situation where you're working in very challenging environment like a cement factory or other areas where maybe you have face covering or a hospital where you have a PPE involved in it, the iris, your eyes are always open and you will be, and we can see them uh, with our camera through your glasses or other goggles or other coverings. So the idea behind with the iris time, time clock for the modern workforce is that we, that we can identify an individual in many, many environments. I'd, I'd love to hear from you now, Mohammed. In, in the context of employee privacy, are, are there any misconceptions about biometrics that, that you come across regularly in, in your role? Well, you know, privacy has always been uh, in the forefront for when we develop our solutions. Uh, one misconception that people have, people believe that by by employing a uh, biometric solution to identify an individual or they or, or employee themselves believe that is a pri- uh, the biometric is a basically invading your privacy, which is absolutely wrong. In, in reality, biometrics is actually protecting your privacy because you are the only one who can present your biometrics and that biometric allows you to access your information or grant you access to that facility. So nobody can steal that. I mean, you can steal a card, you can steal a PIN number, uh, a password, etc. can be compromised, but your biometrics chances are almost zero. So it it is actually, uh, this message needs to get out loud and clear that biometrics is a protection of privacy. It's it's layering uh, up a a protection on on the data that is so dear to to the employees and employers. The integration of uh, one of your technologies, ICAM M300 with Telerus Express Entry and Iris ID, Iris Access Platform, that, that they can extend the authentication beyond the fixed location, I understand. Um, What are the potential applications for monitoring remote workers? Uh, Remote, uh, there are two conversations here. One is the integration of an M300, which is a a mobile device. It's a mobile phone, which which is purpose-built to be able to uh, capture iris, face, and finger, and had interfaces for the cards, non-contactless cards or contact cards, um, MRZ, et cetera, et cetera. The idea is that in, in some instances, most, I'm sorry, mostly uh, organization will have a biometric reader or iris reader at their door. But at times when things are uh, busy, now we, we can take that and extend that identity um, in a mobile platform. So basically, you you have the same identity that is sitting on on the stationary unit that is at your door or a turnstile. Now the same things can be applied onto a remote platform. So within your building, your warehouse, um, your uh, uh, your receiving and shipping areas, or or other areas where it may not be possible to have a stationary device, you can have this ICAM M three hundred as a mobile unit connected through Wi Fi. Um, or 4G LTE back to your system in a secure way to be able to reach into the same identity or access profiles. So, uh, so the idea behind is to be able to extend the parameter of identity from a fixed location to a remote uh, a mo- mo- mobile platform.
Okay, thank you. Uh, we're going to get into some of the um, um, pretty impressive, actually, applications of your technology, given the the current crisis yeah, since, since the pandemic hit. Some some things that you just wouldn't you wouldn't first uh, maybe think about. But before we do that, um, what would you say to those listening to this interview today who are maybe worried that facial iris iris recognition technology is is maybe too big brother in nature? What, what, where do you believe that limits should be set in in monitoring employee hours and work behaviours? And what would be your response to the suggestion that an employee should be measured on their productivity levels rather than the hours logged? Well, let me answer the last question, part of the question first. Uh, we believe that every indig- individual should be paid for what they know, what they are worth, what their experience is. So that's an organizational issue, how and what they set the bar of paying their employees, depending on the work and experience that they offer in, in that particular job. As far as the uh, monitoring of employees' hours and work behavior, we don't monitor their work behavior. We monitor when they come in and when they leave. Now, the technology can be implemented, excuse me, technology can be implemented into areas where maybe you have a factory which has multiple lines and one line require a different kind of experience that those, those employees get paid differently and then another line which is a simple maybe assembly line that requires a a, a different level of experience so you can implement the technology in a way that hey if if a person is identified here um, in this area uh, they're they're going to get paid more because of the experience or whatever they they're offered so but the the premise of the technology is that i'm going to identify an individual when they present themselves and what you, what an organization do with that data that is depending on the policies and procedures that they have uh, in their employee handbook or, or regulations, et cetera. Um, we have customers today that they they focus on regulations, uh, for example, for a break time, et cetera. So we provide an identity for that individual when they go on a break or when they come off the break, but we don't monitor that they take a break or not. That is done by the by by the rules of the HR application that that they're using. Now, <clears throat> from the uh, big brother nature, uh, I have two 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 answers. The one, iris recognition is an opt-in technology. What that means in the identity world is that I am opting in to be enrolled, and the iris is not good. The image of the iris or the the, the camera is not going to take the iris as a, as I'm walking by. I have to present myself. I know exactly what's going on. Um, I, I'm going to be identified using my technology. Now, some people do say that, well, facial recognition, people can put, pick up from other cameras, et cetera. We are not in that business. We provide a solution and technology that a person needs to be present in front of that device to be able to take a face, cam- a face picture or the iris picture or the combination of the two. Yeah, and we're going to talk shortly about uh, some of the the ways that the technology is being applied in terms of what industries. And I think our listeners will be pretty surprised when we get into that and how, how beneficial it is. Um, let's 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 now start talking a little bit about what's going on right now. Uh, you know, the world has changed since February, March of of twenty twenty, and the pandemic has forced many organisations into new remote work setup without having had the time maybe to develop 
robust security frameworks to protect online assets. Would your technology allow an employee working from home to log in to, to corporate assets with, with an iris scan? You've, you've partly touched upon this already, but maybe you can expand a bit on that. And if so, how would it enhance an organization's security in, in comparison to, say, traditional password-based authentic, authenticity or, or other mechanisms? Well, <clears throat> excuse me. Just think about it. Today, what we are offering as a product is the ability to, within an, an office environment or enterprise office environment, to be able to identify when the when the worker shows up. Now, part of the introduction of the Iris Time um, IT100 uh, time clock is 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 on a platform that you will be able to interface different applications into that platform. So when you talk about remote work, so today people are working on remote work and most of the workstations they're using, they have the ability uh, with, a, with a camera to be able to take a face picture. So once you have the face picture, you will be able to tie that into your back end uh, using the similar face picture that the in, in employee was enrolled originally using the IT100. So there are lots of things that, that employers uh, can do and enterprise are thinking about how can I layer a biometric layer um, to make sure the information that the people are working on is delivered to uh, where it's intended for and it's not being misused. We on our roadmap also have technologies that will be coming in the horizon that will, that will uh, enable the enterprise to do uh, multi-factor authentication before they grant access to that information on their workstation beyond the password base. By the way, I'm one of those guys who I always forget my passwords. Um, uh, me too, word. believe me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so in, in a in a new normal or now normal worlds where where COVID can be spread by by touch and lack of perhaps properly wiping down surfaces, what what are some of the benefits in in the healthcare space? I understand that you're very strong in the healthcare space to to using technology like like yours, and in addition. What are your what are your healthcare customers looking for specifically when it comes to access? Yeah, so health, and we have been very strong in healthcare market. We started out in laboratory security, where they're doing all the research and keeping, uh, you know, uh, items that need to be very secure and can cannot have any touch or person cannot go in without uh, uh, PPEs, et cetera. So we, we have been very strong. And slowly it moved from, from that into the other elements of healthcare. So healthcare is a big area. You have pharmaceuticals, you have laboratories, you have hospitals, you have, uh, um, you know, uh, blood banks, et cetera. So, the, so there are lots of, lots of places where the, the non-contact technology need to be used. So we currently offer solutions in uh, for laboratory security. Uh, we offer solutions for time and attendance and access control in, in hospitals for the employees. We have applications deployed across the world in hospitals to identify uh, patients, the patients who are coming in for regular therapy. So there are no um, uh, issues with, was the therapy really provided to that individual, et cetera. So we, we are providing our solution into the healthcare market uh, for all those applications, and it and it's a growing segment. 
Now, what pandemic did was just accelerated that whole uh, whole area, even in manufacturing side of the pharmaceutical. Because in, in, in healthcare, most people, they cover their face with a mask. Some people have shield on where, where other technologies will have a huge challenge in, in identifying an individual. They have gloves on. So, so fingerprint or contact-based technologies are, are out of question. So with iris recognition, we are able to identify either the patient or the uh, healthcare provider to, to identify uh, them using iris recognition with all that protective equipment. Which is huge because it's going to ensure that um, as hopefully uh, a vaccine will be coming fairly soon, depending on who you believe it could be. It could be as soon as uh, November 2020. It could be maybe as late as May or, or June uh, 2021 for, for the majority of people. Um, but it's going to mean that everybody will get a hopefully get a chance to, to get the vaccine and we won't get anybody trying trying to hoard it in any way or get extra doses or anything like that. But in, in, in addition, Mohammed, um, what could the technology mean for, for helping those that are now immune, those that have been vaccinated, safely return to the office or indeed travel through national borders for work? Yeah, so that's a very good question. Yesterday I was in a, a, a on a panel discussed uh, global travel. Um, vaccine is going to provide a protection to an individual. And then for, for an organization to be comfortable that this person is truly vaccinated, what we think should be happening is we can tie that individual's biometric when they are receiving the vaccine. So now they have their credentials and say, hey, I'm vaccinated. So uh, employers uh, are comfortable to grant them access to uh, to their facilities and the airlines are comfortable that this individual is going to get on the plane. They are not going to get sick or get anybody else sick. So the tying of the, uh, the the people who are vaccinated with their biometric to create some sort of an ID. You know, the paper-based IDs are available today for yellow fever. So if you travel to certain countries, you need to have some immunizations and they are presented on a piece of paper. In some places, they could be forged. But what we are saying by inclusion of biometrics into a vaccinated vaccination process, you are you are able to really guarantee that the people that you're granting access to to your facilities or your planes or the airport are 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 safe and they're going to keep the environment safe and and just to be clear Mohammed, we're, we're talking about uh, a technology which is uh, more secure than using a fingerprint right it, it, the, the, the chances of someone having the same iris are, are what uh, I'm guessing one in millions one in uh, billions. One, one in billions actually one in billions. So the chances for me to have uh, uh, a duplicate Muhammad are are basically unlikely uh, or non-existent. So the way technology works, we we take a picture of your eye, and what we are concentrating is a color ring around your pupil. So it's a donut shape. It's your iris. Um, it has so much data uh, that we are comfortably to say that you know there is no. Uh, another person with the same characteristics. And both of your eyes are different. So it's not that your one eye is, is uh, that you are unique. It's both of your, your eyes are unique. 
Oh, there we go. I, I think I think what we just heard there, listeners, is there is only one Mohamed Morad. Um, <laughs> he's unique and uh, and he's got some awesome answers for us for today. Um, a few more questions for you before we wrap up. Next, I'd love to hear from you beyond industries like healthcare, Mohamed. Do you think that the current strong demand for these devices will continue after the the, the pandemic? How, how does Iris ID plan to address different channel segments with with Iris time? So um, our goal is, uh, first of all, let me answer the COVID question. So this, this, pandemic, this pandemic or contagion, um, I, I believe uh, it's a, it was a dress rehearsal. We're going to see a lot more uh, uh, frequently these sort of issues. And, uh, and I, I believe governments and organizations, enterprises, et cetera, they're all going to learn to live with it. So the uh, the goal for them is to be able to take all the risk factor out and one of the risk factor is that if i'm using time and attendance i want to take any contact based technologies out of the equation so i'm not risking my uh, um, uh, my citizens or or my employees for for any spread so we believe that every organization today has some sort of a time and attendance application, and they're using either contact base or password base or, uh, or or other formats for identifying their employees. They will all be looking uh, towards non-contact solutions and technologies, and we're very excited that uh, we have manufacturing sectors, we have government uh, entities, small or large, looking to use uh, non-contact technologies for time and attendance. So we're very excited about the, the, the growth and the future for, for IRS recognition. Okay, in my usual style here, I'm gonna challenge you a little bit uh, before we do wrap up. And um, I'd, I'd love to ask you, to, to sum up, can you suggest in 60 seconds or less, Mohammed, what you think makes Iris Time a, a game changer for, for the time and attendance market? Very good question. I was waiting for somebody to say something like <laughs> that to be, to be asked. There are time clocks. There are hundreds and thousands of time type of time clocks are available. What we did is we changed the whole scope, landscape for, for the time clocks. We offer a time clock on a on an Android-based platform, which and opened it for the ISVs, which we call independent software vendors, to build application and populate the application on the device. So the device now really worked the way that enterprise want the solution to interact with their employees. So it's that is the game changer. It's not that we are saying, oh, buy this time clock. Um, and live the way we have developed the applications. No, we are giving an opportunity for a huge development base, which is doing uh, building Android-based applications, to go out and build a custom application for each of their customer base, and then connected to the back ends of, of an enterprise or payroll services or human human resource services to be able to just connect it anywhere and run any type of application to interact with their users. Great answer. Uh, you totally failed on 60 seconds, but it was a good answer. So I will 
allow it um just finally for today how can our listeners connect with you personally whether that's through linkedin or Mohammed, and also how can they learn more about the technology you guys are offering yeah, they can connect with us through LinkedIn at, at IRSID as a tag. Uh, they can connect with us through Twitter. They can visit our website, www.irsid.com. They can send us an email at sales at irsid.com uh, to get more information. We have tons of information and content available on our website. We have newsletters. We have uh, video blogs. We have regular blogs. We have all sorts of things that for an education material because we know that the uh, uh, the industry, time and attendance industry is really trying to learn how they can use the non-contact technology. And for that, we have lots of contact, content available. Wonderful. Well, that just leaves me to say for today, Mohammed Murad, thank you very much for being a guest on this episode of The H Show. It's great to be here. Thank you very much. And listeners, as always, until next time, happy working and stay safe. Thank you for listening to the HR Chat Podcast, brought to you by the HR Gazette.